Hey, Chili's. I hope you're having an awesome October. I know I'm having a super fun fall this past weekend. I actually, I went to like a farm festival. It was super fun. I got lost in a corn maze. We weren't very good at finding any of the pieces, but I also got to go to their petting zoo, which I think might just be my favorite thing ever. I just always want to be at some sort of petting zoo. I got to pet goats and sheep and I held a little baby chick until it fell asleep in my hand. It was absolutely perfect. Uh, And then my little brother got married. Congrats, Bobby and Isabel. That's so exciting. You guys are finally married. You're on vacation right now, and I'm super jealous. So I'm happy for them. It's been super fun. And I'm excited for this episode. We're keeping our Hometown Heroes series going. Hometown Heroes. (laughs) And um, this episode was super fun. We have Seamus Millar and Judy from the podcast My Dumbass Mom. So uh, Seamus is Judy's son and uh, they are hilarious together. They're very funny. Judy actually wrote us a completely on our own. She wrote this fictional scary story. So you're going to hear that in the podcast and it is spooky and silly and I think you're really going to like it. If you enjoy them, you can find them as well. Their podcast one more time is My Dumbass Mom. So uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. You're listening to Real Chills with Meg Getz. Real scary, real silly, real stories. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Chills. I'm so excited. Today we have Judy and Seamus from the podcast My Dumbass Mom. How are you guys doing? Good. Thanks for having us. Yes. yes thanks, Meg, for having us. This is going to be fun. <laughs> Thank you so much keep, for doing this. Keep telling this yourself show. that, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded so unsure. It sounds like I have her here at like gunpoint. I know. Something. You fake it till you make it, Mom. You're doing <laughs> yeah, great. This is going to be fun. <laughs> Only 40 more minutes now. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, I'm really excited you guys could do this. Uh, the way I start every podcast is the same. I ask our guests guess where they stand on the paranormal. So Seamus, where would, when it comes to being a, a believer of the paranormal, would you say you're more of a skeptic or a true believer? I think I have to be a little bit more skeptic, but I think there's room for that in the paranormal, <laughs> all right? You know what I mean? Because you know what? Prove me wrong. <laughs> this is, I just think this is funny because Seamus yells at me like, he, you, you believe one day and then you don't the next. So yeah, you're on like a downward. You never know. I could come back, but I just feel like, um, I don't know. I had to rip myself out of like some weird rabbit holes with all these sorts of things. And I, I am pretty gullible. I think, I think I naturally want to believe things. Yeah. But that problem is there are people out there and things out there that will take advantage of that, um, kindness. Absolutely. uh, Including things like religion and um other sorts of hoo-ha psychics and psychics who tell you psychics who tell me a quick comedy (laughs) that my mother tells me to go to um so yeah i'm a skeptic i love that story (laughs) well thank you yeah and what about you judy um i think i'm a skeptic but i do have lots of books at home that talk about ghost stories and i'd like to listen on a daily basis to um Something I found on my phone called the CBS Radio Mystery Theater. And I really enjoy listening to those stories. But I I have to say I'm a little skeptical. I love to be scared. The fact that my mom can find anything on her phone makes me believe anything's possible. (laughs) 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 I got my phone fixed today. Oh, there you go. First mystery of the universe. (laughs) Yeah. Getting the apps. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. As I always say on the show, I'm, I'm all in all the time. I mean, I've talked to so many people who've experienced so many crazy things that it's hard not to at this point. But I feel like most people kind of land where y'all are, actually. Even the people who've experienced stuff are tend to be more skepti- skeptical and go into it with the hopes of making sense of what they've experienced. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty neat, actually. Um, but before we get into all the paranormal... Do you have something to say? No, I was going to say I can't wait to tell my story. Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, Okay, but before we get into that, we have one other thing. Um, Why don't you all tell us about my dumbass mom? Oh, great. So we do a great show. It's very wholesome. It's called My My Dumbass Mom. Um, You named it. 
I didn't name I it. did. I, I, I don't want to call you Well, that. you did mention it. What you were joking around saying, what are we going to call my dumbass mom? And I was like, I love it. I love it. And I told people before we even did the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so it's a podcast my mom and I do. Um, sometimes we have celebrity guests. Sometimes there are puppets. There's a, whole, <laughs> there's a lot. We ate dog food on one of the last episodes. Oh, yeah, so if you want to hear us eating dog food, it's very fun. This you is sh- the place to be. You should listen to the live show. That was like crazy. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. so much fun. That yeah. was so much fun. And I had a lot of people um reaching out to me and saying, When are we gonna do another live Yeah, podcast, do Jen? another one. We just did one. It was a lot of work. We'll do one maybe in like another year. Yeah. Okay. So, like, maybe it'll be an annual thing. Maybe we'll it'll be it an annual thing. We did it right around Mother's Day. So yeah, fun, so. Mother Day, Mother's Day thing. It'll That's be a Mother's great. Day thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we'll so, top this one like, though, because I put so much effort into the first one. We did so much weird shit. We had um, like Robin Williams came on. You gotta listen to find out what the hell I'm talking about. But Robin Williams was there. <laughs> uh, Lassie the dog was there. <laughs> yeah. uh, a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was a sight to behold mm-hmm. for sure. Fun night. Great. Okay. So since this is the hometown hero series, before we get into spooky things, um, I'm I've been asking guests what's their favorite thing to do in Philly. Oh my gosh. Well, this is actually pretty funny. I really love going to the Eastern State Penitentiary, but oh, yeah. not even for the paranormal stuff, just for the history of that place. If you get a chance to go to the Eastern State Penitentiary, it's really fucking cool. That's it's such a great prison. recommendation. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's really nice. Find a nice day to go, and Steve Buscemi does the audio guide. You'll love it. That's so funny. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. <laughs> He does. That's really great. I like that too. I like going there. No, don't um, take mine. <laughs> yeah. Can you share it? No. no. You have to come with um, your own. Just a while back, I actually went on uh, one of those walking tours. I really enjoyed that because I learned about things in Philadelphia that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. Oh, cool. What, she took was, my walking tour. It was, was yeah. Yeah. She's recommending Stamets' No, It was really good because <laughs> there were things I, I walked by when I'm in the city and I never really looked at and thought, oh, well, that wow. makes sense. That's adorable. Yeah. I thought she was just being vague, but it's it's yours. So what's the name of your walking tour? Um, <laughs> it's just, it's through Founding Footsteps. Founding I work for footsteps. them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they uh, all my views are not represented. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, tell us your job and then your social. You know, you know what's the worst is that I was giving that tour and then people started snickering and laughing and then my mom. It turned out my mom had been handing out stickers for my dumbass mom while I was giving the tour. Oh, that, that and I was like, quite, you can't that do that. You can't do that. They're like, we love your podcast, man. No, I was like, what? They were talking about. Um, how you have such a good speaking voice and how we seem to get along so well. And I said, oh, well, guess what? We do a podcast. And they were like, you do a podcast? And I said, I just happened to have some stickers in my bag. So My dumbass mom. Yeah. That and was very natural. Yeah. It was a natural thing for me. I didn't know they I were going to I just worry that people are going to hear the name and get mad. They can offended. get mad. Or, you'd be surprised how, how easy we don't want them offended. as listeners. Then that's true. <laughs> Fuck. Say it with me. One, two, three. Fuck, Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So go on the tour. Maybe you'll get a sticker out of it. Yeah. You never know. You never know. <laughs> you know the, the, the tours downtown are a lot of fun. I remember one year when we went on a ghost tour, a walking mm-hmm. ghost tour, yeah. and um. Yeah. And that's it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you have any thoughts on it? So the walking tour. It was fun because it was in. It started getting dark when we were on the tour. Yeah. The windows of the houses that we were stopping in front of were lit up, and I thought maybe there really is a ghost in there, or a presence of some maybe. type. Maybe. Do you think you have ghosts in your house? I do. There you go. Mate. Oh. I just lobbed that one Sometimes. for you. You've talked about. I think if there's any haunted place before. in the world, it is my mom's house. I think, but that's just her own doing. Well, it's her I own do psychic energy. I do have a story I could tell. Um, when your grandfather passed away, mm-hmm. um, and you were actually spending the weekend with your father, and I was in my bedroom, and I don't usually close the door for some reason. Um, I saw a man go into your bedroom. And I think it might have been you or Jaju. It's grandfather. It's Polish grandfather. Polish grandfather. And someone told me it was because he, if I think I saw it, maybe I was still grieving. If I think I saw him, someone told me that he didn't come into my room because he didn't need to 
finished business with me, but he had someone finish business. Yeah. Okay. So the thing with that story though, is I don't know how much time we have for just, no, yeah, go for it. The thing about that story is that, okay. If I, if I were to tell a ghost, I had a ghost story that I told for a while of this house. So, you know, the story as the tub story, but I'll just reiterate it again. I'm sure I told this. You told it on the podcast a couple of, like, okay. Okay. So I meditated in the shower, felt a hand on my head, wasn't sure what the deal is. And then, uh, that happened when I wasn't there. So there was a guy going into my room. Then when Rachel, my girlfriend stayed over, she woke up and said somebody was standing at the foot of the bed one time. Uh, and all these things were happening. And I asked my mom about the guy in the tub. And she said that an old man, when I was a kid, she told me an old man fell in the tub and I assumed that he got like fished out and was okay. <laughs> but no, he like straight up died in that house. And oh, then we moved in like man. a week later. Uh, with all his stuff still in the house too, like not even That's like such a brutal um, way to die. Uh, yeah, stuck in the tub. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. It really gives you some time to think. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, and then and, and the then, really sad part of that story is when he died, he was the caretaker for his wife who had Alzheimer's. Yeah, and where and she his, was living in the house, and, and where was she, she staying? Didn't con- in the house. Yeah, yeah, she was and living. She didn't contact anyone. Um, it turned out that a neighbor saw her just walking around in the backyard <gasps> and asked where the guy was. And she, I don't know what she, she said, but then they contacted 911 thinking something has to be wrong. She's never outside. Right. Um, That's so tragic. And they went in the house and they found her. You know, it's so funny. Like I'm hearing this story and I'm imagining it's it somewhere funny. else, but it's like the house I grew up in. It's like literally <laughs> like the, the, yeah. the walls. Uh, in the tub you used <clears> to <throat> take baths in. And- <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> the oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. And then wasn't there a thing about the fact that That's she, scary. she lived in your room, but she forgot who he was, so he stayed in my room? Yes, that so is So why correct. would you jump to it being your father? Why wouldn't it just be this guy if there's somebody in the house? But why would he be going into your room? Just because that's because where he stays. Residual. That's a type of ghost. It is. I know, but I know a lot of this shit. That's I know you do. That's why I'm skeptical because I know a lot of this shit. <laughs> so it's like I don't like talking about serial killers the other day, and then somebody was talking about um, who's Dahmer to me, and they were talking for like a half an hour, and I was like, I don't like talking about serial killer stuff, and they kept talking, and then I was like, okay, but you did get a lot of details wrong. I know a lot of it. Like it's like one of those deals. Another story is when you're. <laughs> Bob to your grandmother passed away um, at her retirement place. Yeah. The women who worked there, as soon as she passed away, they started opening the windows. And I understood exactly what they were doing. And my family was like, close the the windows, close the windows. And they were trying to explain to they needed to let her spirit out. So she went where she needed to go and didn't Mm. stay where she didn't belong anymore. Bullshit. But, but people believe that. Yeah. And if they believe that, what what's the harm in opening the windows for a few yeah, minutes? She letting... shot straight down. What are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. They make sure all the basement doors yeah. are Yeah, lock all the basement doors so she doesn't go right through the floor. Yeah, you're so mean. <laughs> I'm oh just kidding. Gosh. That's all. It's fine. No, I like stories like that. It's just like the covering of mirrors. Like, if anything to, like, assist someone going to, like, the light... There's no harm in it. That's true. You don't want to keep them in. That's right. Right? You're right. <laughs> well, on that spooky note, do you want to tell us your story? Oh, okay. <laughs> and I will say, I do think I get down with like reincarnation and shit like that. So I think I that's if it, that's like that's kind of paranormal. Like anything sort of metaphysically, mm-hmm. you know, I'd say that's that's probably where I draw the line. Okay. But you know. All right. Now I have to say that Seamus asked me to write a story. Um months ago I think yeah and he said he would write one too it turns out that i'm just going to tell you my story i don't have a title for my story okay it happened one night not a particularly unusual (laughs) night as i was going into my house after a late night shift from work Are you going to laugh? Don't laugh. This is supposed to be spooky. Wait till the end. We're going to add cool sounds remember, to it. I just you imagine just her coming listen. back from the dollar the dollar okay. store. Sorry, go ahead. Let's start. Right, let's, I'm let's, sorry. Let's start, start again. Start again. Yeah, start again. I'm going to eat some I have some to start all over again with my You don't story. have to if you don't. Okay. I will. No, I'll just continue. You go right ahead. As I turned the key and let myself into my house, an odd odor came from the hallway. This is weird. I must have left some food out or maybe I left something in the trash. As I went into the dining room and put my purse down on the table, 
the smell only grew stronger, more pungent. I went into the kitchen, checked the trash can, the sink area for any dirty dishes, but nothing that would create that smell. Strange. I don't know what this smell can be, but I'll deal with it in the morning because I'm really tired. As I walked up the stairs, the smell dissipated. So it was only a kitchen smell. I'll figure it out tomorrow. Since the smell was a little musky, I became a little uncomfortable. So being me, I checked the bathroom, pulling the shower curtain to see if, what was I looking for? To see what? If someone was hiding there? I then went into the guest bedroom, checking the closet and under the bed. No creepy crawlies here. (laughs) I went into my bedroom. Everything was as I had left it. No smell here. But I still checked under the bed in both of the closets. Clearly the smell was only downstairs. And well, I'm trying not to overreact thinking, but thinking what was this musky smell? Oh, I'm so tired, I thought. So I got ready for bed as usually and quickly fell into a deep sleep, forgetting about the day and the strange smell of the downstairs. I really don't fully understand what happened next, but something startled me out of my deep sleep. I heard a noise, a hoarse murmuring, which seemed to come from inside my bedroom. I slowly reached down and put on the bedside lamp to find nothing there, no person in my room. But my bedroom door, which I thought I had closed, was clearly open, and the pungent odor from the kitchen was now in my bedroom. Sitting up in bed, I thought about what to do next. Was there someone in my house? Could that rotting smell just be permeating the whole house? Suddenly, a loud sound came from downstairs, something falling to the floor. I put on my robe and quickly went to the top of the staircase. Reaching for the light switch, I stepped on something, something sharp. Glass, it felt like, because when I tried turning on the light switch, the light did not go on. must have been the light bulb. It had fallen out of the socket. Is that possible? The pain from the glass getting stuck on the bottom of my feet was pretty bad, and I was going to turn around and go into the bathroom to check. I was bleeding. I tried to use the tweezers to remove some of the glass, and another sound came from downstairs. This noise definitely came from the kitchen. It was a clattering from my kitchen utensil drawers. Someone is clearly downstairs. What should I do? I know. I'll call 911. That's what I'm going to do. Think, think. Where did you put your cell phone? I realized that my cell phone was still in my purse on the dining room table where I had left it when I first came in. No. No. Then came a moaning and some footsteps. Someone's walking towards the hallway stairs. I know what I'll do. I'll open the bedroom window and I'll scream for help. But who's going to hear me this early in the morning? Oh, come on, come on. Think of something else. Something else to do. Something to protect yourself with. What can I grab? Running quickly to my room, I scanned my bedroom. What can I use? What can I use to defend myself? What can I use? Now the footsteps were beginning to come up the stairs to me. As quietly as possible, I closed my bedroom door. I put the nightstand lamp on the floor, tried quietly moving the nightstand against the door. Then I shut off the nightstand lamp, went into one of the closets, grabbed a metal coat hanger, and began unbending the top of it to use as a weapon against the intruder. I crouched in the closet, waiting for the inevitable. Why is this happening to me? Didn't I check the back door to see if it was locked when I came home? It looked closed when I came in, but maybe it wasn't locked. Did I actually unlock the front door when I came home? Or maybe it had been unlocked all along. 
then the scratching of the legs of the nightstand table against the wooden floor alerted me that someone was trying to get into my bedroom. That pungent smell from downstairs was so very strong now, and along with it came a deep guttural noise from whoever was now in my room. The closet door where I was hiding was slowly being opened. I got up from the crouched position and I lunged at the intruder with a metal straightened hanger slashing at the figure. I felt hands reaching out to find any part of my body to grab onto. I continued slashing. I was screaming. Blood-curdling screams came from the figure and all went black. I had lost consciousness. When I regained consciousness, it was morning. I was lying on my bed. Clearly I was hurt, the pain was so intense. My feet, with the dried blood on both, and also blood all over my bed sheets. I walked over to the mirror, my face and shoulders badly bruised, the area around my left eye beginning to darken. I looked around my room, looking for what? I'm not sure. The nightstand was still by the door. The nightstand light was still off. Smelling the air, the odor was gone. Slowly going into the hallway, I checked the guest bedroom and the bathroom, expecting to see. What did I expect to see? Maybe a person lying on the floor, covered in blood? I proceeded cautiously down the stairs. Everything was how I left it. My purse was still sitting on the dining room table, the kitchen the same, except for the two utensil kitchen drawers were wide open. I checked the back door, still locked. I ran as best as I could to the front door. It was also locked. And then I breathed a sigh of relief. But then, I heard a sound behind me, and as I slowly turned, again came the pungent odor. Have you ever felt emotions? Then do we have the podcast for you. Feel Feelings is a weekly podcast where comedians Danny Getz and George Bruderman sit down with some of the funniest, emotionally distraught people, i.e. comedians, they know, and talk feelings. Every Friday, hear very funny people reminisce on Ren and Stimpy, worry about the Wizard of Oz, and emote over their emo phase. Check out Feel Feelings with Danny and George a show about feelings and the things that make you feel them. Nice job. Whoa. That was so good. Now, where did you get your inspiration from about a smelly house? <laughs> I asked you to write a fiction. No, the other night I was talking to um, Hey! The other night when I came home like from work, there was a, remember I told you, and you said it's probably the new tenants that moved. Um, I live in a twin. Mm-hmm. So we have new people living on the first floor, and Seamus explained that the musky odor when I walked into the house was probably from the new people next door, That's whether so they scary. were burning something or... And of course, then, before I talked to Seamus, I went through the house looking because it smelled like a men's aftershave cologne. Weird. And that's how I described it to you. And I thought someone, I think someone was in my house. Maybe Seamus came to visit because he likes to go down. And he smells oh, pretty husky. The whistle, well, not usually, but I thought this is the I've weirdest. I've been in a lot of different cars. <laughs> this is such a weird smell. And that's the inspiration I got for writing this story. I Can I name it? No. 
You said you were going to be nice to me. You might be an awesome name. I want to hear the name. Oh, you want the name of the story? I want to name the story. A House of a Thousand Smells. Okay. (laughs) That's good. House of a Thousand Smells. Okay. Thank you, Seamus. That was really good, though. That was really scary. I want to know what it was. Was it a person? Was it a ghoul? Just years of not taking care of the place. Well, what I thought it was more, it wasn't um, when I was doing the story, I wanted it to be not an actual person. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, it to be something um, because in the story, I never describe it as a person because it's yeah. dark and clearly um, whatever it was did not want me to see it. That's why they took the light bulb out of the socket right. um, so that I couldn't turn on the light and see. Tell Meg about the time that lady was sitting on your chest. What? <laughs> what? I don't remember that. Well, she doesn't remember that. That's code for I don't want to talk about. Okay, that. that's okay. We don't have to talk about anything. You can we don't you want can to. tell it, Seamus. But my mom had um, my mom had a um, what are those things called? So it's like sleep paralysis. She thought somebody yeah. was on top of her, screaming in her face. That's really, that's a horrifying thing. But you're like, oh, wait, that while it happened. And that's happened to me before, too. You both have sleep paralysis? I only had it recently for the first time. When did it, you get it? Uh, a couple months ago. Okay. It wasn't too bad. I was, I was waking up out of a nightmare, and I forced myself to wake up, and I just couldn't mm-hmm. move. And, and I think when I had these weird dreams where I sit all upright on my bed. Okay. Um, don't wake daddy. You ever play that game, Daddy? No. Oh, 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 when we were little, we had that game or something. Don't wake Daddy. Remember? Well, um, I like to sleep when the weather's (laughs) nice with my windows open. Uh Um, So I can hear the sounds. The sounds seem to put me to sleep. And there are people always in the park. So I, I, I don't know. There's like meth heads around Roxborough that like sit in my mom's backyard and shit. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. No. They used to so when she, I was at work. So she had a vision of one screaming at her in her house. That sounds really scary. Were you like stressed out when that happened? Sometimes? I think so. I I was um at the time I was teaching. Very That'll stressful. Out, yeah. Um Dang, that sounds scary. Yeah. Great job. That was awesome. We're going to add noises, like spooky sounds to it. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Seamus would stop laughing through the spooky story and choking on nerds ropes. Listen, (laughs) this is me, okay? I shouldn't have given this to you. That was a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's like when Meg gave me me a nerds rope before we started recording. It's like those videos where they give a baby like a gummy (laughs) and they're like, don't eat it when we leave the room. Don't eat it. And like, Seamus mm, failed the baby test. That's the important message here. There's like little here. nerds in here. <laughs> well, it's kind of distracting right now because you have something happening outside your yeah, house with the red lights. like lights. I think it's like a, I think it's kind of a regular, like they pick someone up. Oh, do they? it's not like super emergency. Yeah, they like pick someone up for, but it's kind of late for, anyway. And then I don't my mind it. is like, <laughs> There are the lights, and then I'm looking at Seamus' shirt with all those horror figures on it, thinking that they did something, that the red lights are outside. Yeah. It's all connected. It's all connected. It is all connected. There's no such thing as coincidence. (laughs) Well, that was awesome. Thank you so much for writing that story. I was really into it. I was like, the whole time, I was like, what is it? You should come to my mom's house at some point. Yeah? It'll be like you're in the story. (laughs) Stop. You said you're gonna be nice. Yeah. To you. <laughs> Why ever, did I say that? Would you ever do like a ghost hunt in my mom's house? Yeah. Um. Would you ever do a ghost hunt in your house? Like have people read e- EVPs? Hello. Do you have to? You have to find out they the man the who lives box. there. Hello, tub man. Can you hear me, tub man? Well, you know, it's also um, every year I used to perform in that mystery. Yeah. Sometimes that was kind of scary. Um. Why? I think because some of the characters were real actors and actresses. 
Some and of them they, were ghosts. They were, no, they <laughs> were. Let's explain the context. It was a, it was a mystery, like a. It was a murder mystery, murder mystery and you would house. go, but it would you would have to walk through each room. So it wasn't like a traditional one where you like sit down and eat or something. It yeah. was like you go in a room and they give you all the clues and like you have all the information to solve the crime. It's just whether or not you pick up on the really. Some of them were kind of like a little bit like stretches. Oh, that's fun. But, okay, yeah. so what was scary about it? Um, and supposedly house. this house um, upstairs is haunted by the people who were uh, workers for the families Whoa. that lived in this this house that now has this historical. Um, it's a really creepy old building. So, like, it's one of those things where, like, it is from the 19th century. So mm-hmm. it's like an 1800s house. It's all set up the way it was when people were living there. So they have like mm-hmm. creepy dolls and creepy doll houses and stuff. So it's like all of the imagery that we associate with like scary ghost stuff is in there. And then so, there's actual ghosts being like, this is a lot, right? This is a lot. We just work here. We're <laughs> <laughs> not really actually. We don't live here. This That's is too right. much for us. And there was one year where before I started doing the mysteries that a friend of mine lived in the neighborhood and they were doing ghost walks and they went to these different houses in the neighborhood where the people who owned these houses believed that something existed in the house. And there was one time where they were telling ghost stories in the house and no one would sit up front. I was like, well, there are all these seats up front. I'm going to sit up front. And I didn't realize that someone was shrouded in black, turned away from us. And when she was going to tell her story, she turned and everyone had seen it and I just wasn't paying attention. So that's why I was the only one up front and I knocked over the chair and I fell off. Everybody laughed and I was like, what is this? You know, I can't. Just changed the vibe completely. Yeah. For the the shrouded. I am. That's so funny. Um, so I have a couple stories prepared for you, depending on time. Um, but the first thing, uh, I wanted to tell Seamus why believing in ghosts is a good thing. Okay, sure. I found one whole article about it. So <laughs> Author Meg Guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So <laughs> According to the article, Why Believing in Ghosts Can Make You a Better Person by Talk Thompson, as a scholar who has studied and taught ghost stories for many years, I have found that ghosts generally haunt for good reasons. These could range from unsolved murders, lack of proper funerals, forced suicides, preventable tragedies, and other ethical failures. Ghosts in this light are often found seeking justice from beyond the grave. They can make such demands from individuals or from societies as a whole. For example, in the U.S., sightings have been reported of African-American slaves and murdered Native Americans. Scholar Elizabeth Tucker details many of these reported sightings on on university campuses, often tied in with sordid aspects of the campus past. In this way, ghosts reveal the shadow side of ethics. Their sightings are often a reminder that ethics and morality transcend our lives and the ethical lapses can carry a heavy spiritual burden. Yeah, I mean... Fine. I think <laughs> ghost stories. You could also just realize why ghost stories can make you feel better. It doesn't have to be why, why believing stories. in ghosts. Makes you a better person because you believe in the If you like the story, if you listen to the story and still be like, damn, that sucks. I don't want to live like that. You don't have to be like, I believe that there's a spooky man standing over there. You don't have listen, to. Listen, they're real. I'm just saying, this, this, you get the same effect from just going, damn, that's a crazy story. <laughs> I'm going to hope, I, I hope that I am not an aborted ghost baby or whatever it is. What? Or a, I, I don't know. Or a suicide man. I don't want to be a suicide man. You know what I'm saying? Not really. The, I don't think the belief inherently changes any of the value you get from the stories. But I think you can be a non-believer and still go, damn, ghost stories are really fun, which is how I come down on it. I think ghost stories are really fun. I watch mm-hmm. Ghost Adventures. So why do you think people, why do you think horror movies and ghost movies are so popular? Because uh, I think people are afraid of death. And I think that um, people like to get scared and people like to imagine and people like to play into their imaginations and kind of go like, what's the worst case scenario? And what's the worst case scenario? Hell, you know? And so they're like, here's this devil movie. Isn't that scary? And people go, oh, that is so scary. And for a second, I was so scared that I forgot that I work at a shitty job. But I also think that it, um, <laughs> depending on the ghost movie, gives you hope, right? Like, 
hey, I'm so busy trying to get things done. If I had unfinished business, I would have a chance to to see a loved one one more time, right? Because personally, I don't want to stay here forever, yeah. but I would want to see my family one more time. I think I would yeah. like to see them all in a blink of an eye, like as I'm dying, you know? They'll be like, oh, there's my mom. But then I'll come back as like an Indian woman or something, you know what I mean? It'll be all over. Yeah, you believe reincarnation, right? I think reincarnation. Hopefully, you're an Indian child, right? right? You wouldn't be a full. No, woman. I want to come back as a 30 year old <laughs> Indian woman. Uh, gonna, yeah, I get a lot done. Um, I don't know, man. You know, I just feel like uh, um, I don't want to, I don't want to, I, I hate, I, I don't want to rain on your parade. I don't like raining on people's parades. I just feel like it's always better to know than it is to believe. I know you'll come back around. On what? On ghosts. Why? I know you will. Why? 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 Maybe they exist. But I like the story that, of the Buddha when people go to Buddha and they're like, hey, man, is God real? And he's like, yes. And then people go and they freak out and they have celebrations like, oh, my God, God is real. This is so great. Wow, it's so amazing. And then they come back the next day and somebody else asks him if God is real and he says no. And then they also have celebrations and freak out. And they're like, wait, which one is it? And he's like, none of you know anything. Stop asking me questions until you figure it out yourself. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. you know what I mean? Like, so do you think at the penitentiary when people claim to see um, something at the penitentiary that it's really just their minds playing tricks on them? I think we undervalue how often we hallucinate. I think we hallucinate. Pretty frequently. I think everybody has an, a hallucination at least once a day, but we, our brains are good at correcting. So we'll be like, whoa, I thought that, oh my God. Like you ever jump at something and then you go like, I thought there was a cat right there or something. I thought there was a, something there. And it's your, it's your, um, what is it? Amygdala or hypothalamus or whatever it is. It's your, it's your uh, defense brain reacting faster than the um, sort of information uh deciphering brain and so you go "Ooh, let me get out of the way of this threat actually there's nothing there but that's a hallucination but i've had a few stories where one in particular where a man was investigating a location and had no knowledge of the history no knowledge and got some information from a ghost like an evp mm. session and actually was able to the information completely correlated with a man that died in the house Sure. I mean, so like your that's not your defense. So I sometimes I think like maybe we are like tuned in to everything a little bit more than we realize. But I don't know. I I just think it's. I mean, for me, it's like since I don't. I think we're op we're the same, but we're opposite. You don't know, so you choose to say no. I don't know, so I choose to say yes. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that skepticism doesn't necessarily deny. I'm not deny if it's real. I'm not deny like I'm not denying it. I'm saying it's not it's not measurable, unfortunately, in a way that like is concrete enough where you can like test it over and over again and be like, yes, there's definitively a ghost here. And the yeah. thing is that like you know it's a Sagan quote that extraordinary claims require extraordinary proof, right? Sure. So you're kind of like uh, so I feel like it's it's I just worry that. Uh, well, I don't know. What is my actual worry? I don't really care. I just want to get. I don't want to get. I don't want to get wrapped up. more serious than I meant. No, to I just do. don't want to get wrapped sorry. up in stuff myself. I was trying to mess with you. I was no, just you're not messing with me at all. I want to. I want to accurately like uh, say how I feel about the paranormal and all that stuff because the thing is, I used to listen to paranormal podcasts all the time. Huge UFO guy, huge alien guy, huge. You know, and that led into like huge spiritual guy. You go down these spiritual rabbit holes. You learn all about religion, uh, and then you kind of start to learn more about the historical side of, of some of these things. And it's just the whole thing of like, I've gone to meditation retreats. I've done all this stuff. That's like, you know, kind of pseudoscience, you know, uh, you, know sure. you know what I mean? And, and, and it's not to say that I, I don't have a hatred towards any of this stuff. I just feel like it's fun to be like, damn, what if, but yeah, that is fun. Yeah. But it's, but I think it's a, you, it's I, and I used to be a blue. My friend Adam used to get really mad at me because he would be where I am compared to where you are. Where yeah. he would be like super skeptical, and I'd be like, "What the fuck? Don't you mean? Haven't you heard of the Phoenix Lights? An entire city <laughs> saw a group of UFOs at one point in time. What is that? A group hallucination? <laughs> like I'm down with some of this stuff for real. I just um, what do you think it is when you're um, somewhere and the hair on your arm stand up and you feel like a you just feel that something's not right. See, I don't know. And you know what? I would be open to, honestly. I think I think that there are explanations to that that might be scientific in some ways. Like, I feel like um, 
there are, I think it was, there's, there's, there's definitely probably pheromones that release upon death. So I could imagine that, uh, and I don't know, this is also me just bullshitting and speculating, but it could be like, if somebody dies in a place, maybe they release a scent that we don't like pick up on uh, inherently, mm. but we're, our body is still feeling it. And so like, maybe you're going in a place and you can kind of like smell death and you get creeped out because you know somebody died in there, but it's not like a spooky ghost. It's like a, your brain is picking up on things faster than you can you know, whatever. I feel like you're you're trotting such a fine line. I, f- I feel bad that you have to be like the defense on this, but like, I I think that like, I'm the Scully. I think that right. like ghost experiences are also brave reactions. I just think Maybe. it's like a tiny step further than what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that for a fact either. I'm just also speculating. I have no <laughs> idea. I have no idea. I have no idea. And I and I want to I want to be very clear with myself when I am for sure about something and when I'm not because I can buy my own bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to get wrapped up in my own fantasies. I can just talk about what I know. And then beyond that, I can say, I don't know. And Fair that enough. That is really fucking scary. <laughs> because there's so much I don't fucking yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know a lot of stuff. Too. So much I don't know. I know everything. Are there ghosts? <laughs> I've had people tell me they're a ghost. I've had a lot of spiritual leaders talk about ghosts. Yeah. And like talking about them being stuck. They're a big part of like. And like they're kind of. Yeah. Like it's. Yeah. I maybe that shit's real. Mm. Well, I have one more story for you. Please. Okay. So I wanted to find a local story. So are you either of you familiar with the witch of the Wissahickon? Yeah. You are? Mm-hmm. It's in one of those The Cave of Calpus? No, it's a you know how I have those books at home. Also, if anybody's a witch, it's my mother. No offense, but like a, a good witch. Like your house is a good witch's place, I'm sure, right? You've got all these little things all over the place, little trinkets. Oh, I would have made nightmare. I would have made her a spell jar if I knew. I have all the tools. When my mom dies, it's going to be like opening up one of the pyramids. There's going to be booby traps. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Okay, so what did this... she use this room for? Clippings. Okay, so this story <laughs> is from the <laughs> is from the Substack Mellow Brick Road. Uh, it's titled "The Witch of the Wissahickon" by um, the author. It's just Pongo, but definitely check out this site because they have a lot of really cool articles. Um, so this is what they say: On one of the secluded bluffs overlooking the Wissahickon Creek, there stands a statue of a man in Quaker garb. He's often assumed to be William Penn, but this is mistaken. He's no one in particular and could represent any of the Quaker men who founded Philadelphia. The only identifier given to the statue is the word toleration chiseled <laughs> into its base. Mr. Toleration is unusual among the statues dotting Philadelphia for his incredibly out of the way location atop a lonely <laughs> outcropping known as Mom Rinker's Rock. Rock. Yeah. Mom Rinker's Mom Rock. Rinker's Rock. Yeah. He's either a revolutionary spy or a witch. That's what the sign says. Yeah. And I'm like, there's so much room in between two of those things there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Have you, you so you've been to this place? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, cool. So uh, the way they describe it, it's a pretty imposing site. It's a big, massive black niece. Niece? G-N-I. Where the statue is? Yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful spot. That That's where God is is existing up there, honestly. You look at the ants and you realize the ants are also a form of the creation. You're like, damn, this is a beautiful spot. You run for like two miles, you go sit up next to the Quaker. That's one of my favorite spots in Philadelphia. Oh, that's so funny. I look love it. that place. Wow. Yeah. Now, the thing about the thing about calling Ma Rinker uh, a Wait, race. I have stories. Sorry, ahead, Let me please. tell the stories and then you can talk about because you're a historian, so you know stuff. But who is Mom Rinker and why does she have a rock named after her? Um, these are both excellent questions, and they're two entirely different stories to answer them. The first story is more fun. According to legend, Mom Rinker sometimes confusingly referred to as Mom Wrinkle or Molly Runker, though it's certain they are all the same character, was a witch who lived up on the rock that now bears her name. Um, and here to kind of prove that is a story, a passage from The Story of Philadelphia by Lillian Ion Rhodes, published in 1900. Quote, there is a legend that Mom Rinker was a witch, that she rode to the moon on a broomstick, that she drank dew from acorns, that she had an evil eye that soured the neighbor's milk, and that she fell from this cliff and was killed. It is no doubt true that she brewed strange decoctions from the herbs, roots, and bark of trees, but the rest of the story is fanciful. Mm. Pretty fun paragraph, right? Yeah. So at the time, she was believed to be a witch. 
And it sounds like she just like brewed really. She was, you know, a medicine woman, which is a no go. Yeah. You know what it is? Whenever they call somebody a witch, it's because it's a woman who knows something. And they're <laughs> yeah. like, she's a fucking witch. A like, witch. You know a I mean? woman who knows. I'm going to make sure for real chills that says that. Just what? witch. A woman who knows something. <laughs> That's really all it is. I mean, it's like she was a revolutionary war spy. Oh, well, but she's a woman, though. So she has to be using some form of magic. <laughs> she doesn't have the cognitive skill of a man. Right. She's a fucking witch. That's that's the whole thing, I think, with her. Um, no, that's cool. That's actually a really great place. And that statue is really cool because that toleration statue. Oh, wait, not the toleration statue. Never mind. The, the statue of the Native American is actually put on by Charles W. Henry, mm-hmm. um, who was a big guy around here in Philadelphia. Yeah, that's a really interesting space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's not William Penn. William Penn would not be here. He dies in London. Yeah. So um, I guess kind of what to what you were saying, um, a few other scraps of information have been handed down. Um, that as a perk of her compact with the devil, she couldn't drown and simply floated down the creek to the sea. <laughs> yeah, the pact with her devil allowed her to do basic math. That, Holy fuck. Uh, rifle bullets couldn't penetrate her skin. Shut up, <laughs> you goofy asshole. Stop, I really like it. <laughs> you know where the yeah. statue is? I'd like to go sometime. Fucking old mom Morpheus living down there just stopping bullets with her hand. Okay. I'm just saying, no, I, I think... Listen, I'm totally okay with, again, I'm totally okay with Legends. I feel bad because this woman probably had an actual role in the Revolutionary War. And, is not and it's being played right. off as witchcraft. <laughs> I mean, but you know, there were a lot of people who I guess were considered witches because they came up with different types of remedies that were not socially acceptable at whatever time. Yeah. And then people wanted to say they were witches when they actually helped a lot of people. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah, Christianity kind of wipes out all the pagan beliefs and then that becomes sort of a problem to do any of these other things. I work at a church and they're not celebrating Halloween, but you know what? Halloween comes from Ireland, so I think that's fucked up. And you know what? My name's Seamus. I'm going to celebrate Halloween. Yeah, yeah. celebrate Halloween. I'm celebrate Halloween. Yeah. I'm going to light know, a candle for Ma Rinker. And, and why can't she be both? What? Um, a witch that a witch, fought in a war. A witch that fought in a war? Sure. Yeah. I don't know. See, I... What house was she? <laughs> yeah, you're such a witch. <laughs> I hate I'm just you. <laughs> well, I'm sure there are a lot of women who followed the soldiers to help them out yeah. with medical treatment and different types of herbs and whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was all... And then we changed everything to be prescription or over-the-counter drugs. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we didn't have to follow them around and give them. Um, okay, so obviously there's a second story <gasps> of her of hers. Oh my gosh, let's the hear real it. story. The real story. Well, presumably the real story. Okay, okay, okay. It's not another like ghost story. Damn it! Because you wanted, I know you wanted to hate on it more. I think she's I'm a witch. I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I believe everything. I also believe they could be both, and I also think that witchcraft isn't just like superpowers, mumbo jumbo, Harry Potter. It's Using the forest, using the energy that you find, and listen, I'm saying she could have thought she was a witch and have been a revolutionary spy. I think the reason people call her a witch is because she was because uh, she rocks a woman who rocks. knows things. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm really gonna make that's all I'm saying. That witch, yeah. a woman who knows. I'm things. saying there's a cultural side of the, the witchcraft thing. You're right. Yeah, and we, really... we always consider that. Yeah. Thank you for mansplaining. To, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Meg, I just want you to know that women have it tough, okay? So, um, I know that- <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's hear the real. So, according to legend, Rinker was an innkeeper in Germantown. After the British marched into town, they billeted some of their officers at her family's ancient inn, the Buck Tavern. And Mom Rinker was forced to serve them dinner and ale. Uh, don't get excited. She was a rather old lady at this point, not like a sexy tavern wench. Um, but her constant presence in the room allowed her to overhear many conversations between redcoat officers. Yeah. And as the evenings dragged on and jugs of ale were drained, lips were loosened and the redcoats whispered things that should not have been spoken. Mom Rinker overheard a lot from those drunken soldiers. And late in the evening, after they had staggered off to their rooms, she would take little slips of paper and write down any information she found pertinent to the Patriot cause. Come morning, she would head out to the rock with a basket of yarn and a pair of needles. Here, atop her rock, Mom Rinker would sit peacefully and knit socks and scarves. It was also said that she had the best bleached flax in the neighborhood because she would lay it out all day on one of the warm boulders atop the cliff where the sun's rays seemed to linger longer than anywhere else in the valley. 
While her flax was warmed by the sun, she would perch herself at the edge of the rock and knit, probably humming a song to herself as she threaded her needles. Wow. Which is where the... the, the I didn't know all that. Rich. I feel such a connection to her because I go up there and sit by myself all the time. That's Damn, so cool. Maybe I was her. And that's why I'm Maybe you, you are connected to her in a way. I ain't no motherfucking maybe witch. Maybe reincarnated <laughs> from her. Yeah. yeah. I'm a warlock now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but the last paragraph, her knitting was only a ploy. Hidden away within some of her balls of yarn were the missives she jotted down back at the end. She wrapped the scraps of paper around a little stone, then twirled the yarn around its core um, until she had a normal nondescript ball in her ba- basket. She would let these faux balls of yarn roll over the edge of the rock where they would be retrieved by a continental dispatch rider waiting in the crags below. Cool. That's, that's really sweet. cool, yeah. I didn't know that. That is actually really cool. That does like recontextualize a lot of the times I've been sitting up there. That's wild. It's so funny that you've been up there. Have you had experience with that? I I don't even know where the statue is. Oh, I spend like, I used to spend hours, well, like long time sitting there. That's so interesting that I picked this story. That's pretty weird. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's really fucking weird, actually. You're bringing me around. Uh, (laughs) My witchy (laughs) ways, it's sensed where it is. It is fucking weird, though, because I've been right there. Constantly, I would not. And you do work and stuff on that little rock too, just like she did. Not Uh, little. I sit there and I think and I breathe and I look at the trees and Mm. I think about you know life and shit. But like I, I I would not want to sit all the way at the end of that rock because there is like a a, if she that you could fall off of that thing. A large drop. Yeah, yeah, that's scary. Yeah, Yeah, you could fucking eat it. Um, That's crazy. Wow, I go up there all the time. Wow. Yeah, the wish of was That's really nice. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, and hopefully she'll be, you know, remembering visiting your dreams tonight. <laughs> yeah. Hey. We're yeah, visiting dude, tonight. Hey, my ringer, come sit on my rock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a couple hundred years since. Oh uh, my gosh. <laughs> we already have a lot in common. We like. We love the revolution. We love sitting on. <laughs> we love sitting in the same space. Are you engaged? What's happening here? Ghosts don't count. Ghosts don't count. <laughs> what is that called? The hall pass. All hall pass. Get a goat. Uh, all yeah, ghosts. All hollows pass. pass. All hollows <laughs> pass. Um, no, it's crazy. So I know like a story. There's a story. I went to this pub in Ireland that was um, like from the 1300s. It was like 700 years old or something like that when I went. And uh, the whole thing, the whole thing about the witch is that there was a, there was a statue of a witch in the corner, a big statue. Uh, and uh, I found it recently. I forgot what the name of the pub is called. I'll have to find it and tell you. Um, but I was asking, I said, why is there a witch in the corner? And the server was like, oh, yeah, you want to know this story? So this pub was owned and operated by a woman here in the city, the town. Um, but somebody wanted to steal her land, so they just called her a witch, and they fucking ran her out no, and stole wow. her pub. Yeah. That's so sad. And now they have this <laughs> fucking witch statue in the corner. I'm like, she wasn't a witch. She, she got, wasn't a witch. She wasn't a and witch. And now she's like... And or maybe she was. Maybe she was. That's what the movies are always. That's how movies are always like. Every anytime there's a skeptic in a movie, we're like, nah, it's not real. And you're like, well, the movie is called Witch Hunt or whatever the fuck yeah. it is called, like The Witch's <laughs> End. But I do think you need to realize, like, just like every other thing that you're like black or white on, like psychics or witches. I think there's, you know, obviously frauds, fakes, but I do think there's people like in both that. Do do a lot of good work. Maybe it's not necessarily magic, but they work with like herbs and they know how to like make things better for people. You know. Yeah, but I don't think herbs are magic. I mean, you know, it becomes like a spell when you put it all together. Sure. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the language of how we explain things. You know, it's, it starts off as magic, and that's and then we go well, it's these chemicals and all sorts of things. Yeah. I mean, I guess I think. I don't know. I don't want to kill life for you. I don't want to kill the fun. You won't. Okay. <laughs> All right? That's it, listeners. Seamus has convinced me. I'm never going to believe in the paranormal again. Sorry. Podcast <laughs> canceled. I grew up in a haunted house and was, <laughs> I've touched a ghost before, but Seamus. You touched a ghost? I have. I've, told, I've talked about it on the podcast a couple times. Okay, I've, sorry. I've physically I don't know this story. Can you just tell I'll us? tell it really fast. Yeah. I was um, probably like eight years old and I was laying on my side in the middle of the night. And I woke up and I saw like this like blob of like, it was like mist. It it looked like it was misting in my room and I wasn't scared. I felt kind of like peaceful and like I reached out and I touched it and it, it was tingly, but it wasn't wet. Do you know what I mean? Like it felt like touching mist. It was like little tingles. And then I kind of just like 
felt it and like smiled and then I just went right back to sleep. And you know, our deceased aunt Chichiwana, she had she tell she told a story. Yeah, she had like a UFO experience. So of being like a, um in her bedroom and she was very religious. And she said that a bright light came into her room and they she didn't have a street lamp right outside her window. So I always thought maybe it was she, and she said that it was misty. Yeah. And it said something to her, but she couldn't make out what it was saying. She oh. lived alone. So um that's interesting. I've heard a couple of people describe it as as misty. Like I've read misty. it in some books. Yeah. And some kind of sound was coming from the mist. And, you know, I know that her sisters and my father laughed at her because. But I, I thought of any to trust anybody with a story like that, you would trust her because she just religious. very religious. She would not make up things just to get attention. She mm-hmm. wasn't like that. And I always think of that story because, you know. And I'm going to go back to your mind maybe playing tricks, but you remember that I was there when she passed away. And as she was lying in the bed, it looked like a mist. Whoa. She- and when I went and got um, the nurse there, the nursing staff came in and I said, you know, I saw something. It was really weird. They said that's just the body, the heat from the body, leaving the body. And I said, that didn't look like heat <laughs> I don't know what it's that different. Was. It's hard to and explain. It was hard it's because yeah. you know I loved my aunt so much, and I could have been imagining some things. But there was that heat or whatever it was. I'm not saying. Here's the thing. Also, let me clarify this. I don't think anybody's fucking lying about this stuff. I think they see something. I just always am skeptical about their interpretations because Chachi one I thought that was an angel experience. She did. But it could have also been. An but it could be different that's that's when like religion and life experiences come to play like what's an angel to one person is a ghost that's what i mean another. they're using their frame they're what they understand yeah. to sort of explain things so well yeah she did explain i guess as an angel because she said it was a golden mist oh wow mm. um yeah, and gold you think it. of gold as like halos in the pictures of religious right. leaders or statues they're always the golden that's really cool that's a really cool story Wow. If I see a ghost, I'll let you know. You'll be the first to know. I'll <laughs> yeah. text you and I'll be like, Megan. Literally call me. And you know what? That's the furniture she gave you that was in your bedroom. Yeah. Your whole everything was haunted. Well, I've had some weird stuff with that too. Like I was just talking, I did um I did another show the other day. Uh I was mentioning this. Uh Sonia's got a podcast coming out. But oh, cool. uh I did a show with her. Where I was talking about like I've hallucinated. I, I don't know how real it was, but I used to remember sleeping in that bed and the bed shaking before, <gasps> like, but I feel like that was just me going but sleep. But I haven't had that happen at my new apartment. It would just happen in that room. In that bed? It would feel like the bed was vibrating. That was Chichiwana's bed. That's like where she like had that humming. experience. Like, Whoa. I'd be like, what the fuck is this? And I'd be like, Whoa. Yeah, I don't know what that is. That happened all the time, but I don't know what that is. Okay. Well, and I never thought of that because that <clears throat> is the furniture. She was in that But it was also the, the furniture time. that my great-grandparents had. So it could just be I'm getting it on, you know? While I'm laying there trying to go oh, to sleep. Oh, Shayla. What? <laughs> Come on. What's wrong with that? It's you. beautiful. Without that, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if such you want to visit you in a dream tonight. Yeah. Well, to see you she better there. knock because you don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And on that disgusting note, <laughs> I think we should wrap it up. But you guys, thank you both. Thank you, Judy, for telling your story and being on the Nick. show. Thank you, Seamus. Thank you. One it was time. a lot of fun. Thank yeah, you so much for so the fun. nerds robe. <laughs> One more time. I just thought it was spooky and fun. And you were this. so much more excited than I thought. I'm you were so excited still. Seamus cannot contain. He's already opening them. One more time for the nerds. listeners. Where can they find your podcast? Oh, yeah. So it's it's called My Dumbass Mom. We're on Spotify. We're on all the podcast platforms. Uh, we have an Instagram called My, D- my Dumbass Mom. We start <laughs> My Dumbass Mom. Um, and and you know check us out leave us a review yeah Yeah, check us out i think you'll really enjoy it send us some questions we have a youtube channel too if you just search my dumbass mom you can see the live video oh yeah i guess yeah we only have one video up there but it's a good one it's a good one it's a good one is it from the live show yeah it's from the live show oh yeah check that out except we didn't have the um it would have been nice if the comedians were recorded. Oh, that's and, okay. <laughs> and I think that would have been a lot of fun because when people say, Oh, I heard you had comedians, where are they on the video? It's like 
I don't know. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> not there. Part. <laughs> I think some. I think I have them somewhere. Anyway. That's yeah, cool. my dumbest mom. Come hang out. Yeah, that would be nice. So, all right. Happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say it's done? <laughs> Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Chaskowski. The show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.